Oh, thanks, Sky. That was pretty amazing. Uh, I mean, Anna, wonderful. Great, great work. It's fantastic to be able to hear the story, the ancient story brought to life. And so we thank you for the beautiful way that you just did that. If we haven't met before, my name's Stuart Starr. I'm the lead pastor here at New Life. And it is great to have you with us this morning. Do we have any kids here today? Yes. If you're not a regular at New Life, you don't know that Ethan's answer to that question every week is no. And that's the way I know Ethan's here. Hello, Ethan. How are you? Good to see you. Uh, if we have any other kids here, that's great to have you as well. Um, did anyone get up early this morning? Yes? Okay, let's see if we can work backwards. Who slept in this morning? Really, truly? Amazing. Okay, bonus points. Did you sleep in, Maddie? Really, truly? Joy? Tom? Is this correct? Uh, now, uh, did anyone uh, sleep into 6.30? Did anyone not go downstairs until 6.30? Yes, well done you. Um, did anyone get up earlier than 6.30? Put your hands up if you got up earlier than 6.30. Parents, you're allowed to do the same as if you want to. Okay, all right. Uh, now keep your hand up if it was earlier than 6 o'clock. Oh, good gracious. Keep your hand up if it was earlier than 5.30. Okay, gracious. Anyone earlier than 5? Oh, my goodness. What happened in your houses? Uh, 4.30? 4.30. Well, um, I wish you a blessed rest today. Uh, God rest ye, merry gentlemen, or something like that. Um, now, kids, did you get any good presents? Did anyone get any good presents? I just want to show you one of my presents. Uh, I, got, I got Benny, along with Lenny and Kenny and Jenny, apparently. Uh, this is uh, Lego. This is an important part of my Christmas since I was as big as some of you are right here. I love getting presents for Christmas. And so what we're going to do today in my talk is we're going to have a think about the present of Christmas. It came wrapped in a little manger. And we're going to think about that. And we're going to think about traveling with Jesus. Because you know that Jesus' parents had to travel. Do you know that? They had to travel before there was a little baby. Does anyone know what sort of vehicle they went in when they were traveling? Uh, Yes? A donkey. How do you fit inside a donkey? It's difficult to know, isn't it? No, you go on top of a donkey, don't you? So you ride on a donkey. So what we're going to do is we're going to think today about some places that Jesus traveled to. Four places that Jesus uh, traveled to. So the first place that we're going to look at is let's travel to Bethlehem. Let's go to Bethlehem and see the one who is there. And when we get to Bethlehem, we find a little tiny baby. And we've had these beautiful readings across the, uh, the service this morning. And these words come to us from Luke, uh, from Luke in chapter 1. And we hear these beautiful words. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, don't be afraid, Mary. You've found favor with God. You'll conceive and give birth to a son and you were to call him. Who knows the answer? What are they going to call him? That's correct. They're going to call him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. How fantastic. Now, here's the amazing thing. One of the miracles of Christmas. Jesus didn't just beam down from a starship. He didn't do that. Jesus didn't walk through a time hole. What he did, he came in a real human body. He came in a tiny human body. And do you know what babies do, kids? What what do babies do if they're real babies? They cry. What else do they do? They suck their thumb. Yes, what else? Cry. Yes, they cry. Even though we sing Silent Night, babies cry. What else do they do? 
They wee their nappies, yes, and other terrible things like that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jesus was a real baby. Jesus was a real baby. He was really born into this world. He had a real body, a body that would have laughed and cried and weed his nappy or swaddling clothes, as the case may be. Uh, And that means not only was he a real baby, but he was also, as was promised in the Bible, a real king in waiting. So whilst this little tiny baby looked very ordinary, behind it all was the promise of God telling us that he would grow to be a king. Now, are there any parents here who have hopes for their kids? You know, I hope one day my kid grows up to be a insert thing here, right? Mary was able to say, I'm looking forward to my son growing up to be what? The saviour of the world, the king of the universe. That's not, that's not too bad, is it, as a, as a parent? So we travelled to Bethlehem to see a real baby born to be a king. We also need to travel to Nazareth. If we travel to Nazareth, which is where Jesus grew up, we find something pretty amazing. Uh, We're told in Luke chapter 2 and verses 39 and following, uh, when Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, and he was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. What I want you to know, the baby, do you know what happens to babies eventually as well? Not only do they poop and cry, brother. Do you know what happened to babies? Do you know all of us was a baby at some point? It's incredible, isn't it, right? But what did you do? Are you a baby now? What happened to you? You grew up. It's exactly right. And what I want you to know today is Jesus was a real boy and he grew up. He didn't stay a baby. And actually, a whole lot of people in our society need to know that, don't they? That although we celebrate a child in a manger, Jesus grew up and he had a purpose to his life and a significance that's bigger than an animal feed trough. And so Jesus grew up. He was a real boy. And, and wonderfully, we're told that he did real work. Do you know what, uh, what Joseph, his stepdad's job was? Anyone know? What did Joseph do for a living? He was what? He was a carpenter. And do you know what? If you lived in ancient Israel, as Jesus did, if your dad did a job, guess what you would do? You would do the same job. So I would be an air conditioning contractor. Is that right, Dad? Outstanding. Fantastic. Somehow that doesn't work still today. But, but if you were a boy and your dad did a job, you would have done the job with him from when you were tiny. And so Jesus had sawdust hands. He knew how to hold a chisel. He hit with a hammer. He would have done a job. So he was a real boy. He had real work. And he had a real family. We're told that he had brothers and sisters, that he had a mum and a dad, just like you do. And the cool thing about that, and the reason I've got this picture up here, what do you love doing at home? It doesn't that, kids, doesn't that represent a picture of what you love doing at home? Oh, first of all, what is it? It's a dishwasher. I just want to see all the hands of the kids who say, yes, I love unpacking the dishwasher. Is that right? Yep. Do you know we're going to have a time of confession a little bit later, kids? No. (laughs) For lying. No, no, no. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. What I want you to know is Jesus was a real boy. And that meant he did real family stuff, just like you do. He was a real boy. And that probably meant, they didn't have a dishwasher, by the way, kids, probably meant he did all the household chores. And he had to learn to share his Lego, even his Lego, I know, even his precious Lego with his brothers and sisters because he had real family. And so when we have troubles at home, when we wonder, Jesus, why won't you help me? My brother won't 
do the dishwasher. My sister won't share her Lego with me. And we go, God, will you ever understand me? The answer is yes. Because the little baby grew into a little boy. And guys, I want to speak to the adults for a second. When you're sitting in the traffic on your commute and you go, God, I can't face another day of doing this. Do you ever, do you have any idea what it looks like to sit on the M5, right? The answer is, Jesus never sat on the M5, but he did do a job. Day after day after day. He was 30 years before he started his ministry. And so if you think, would God understand what it means to have the weight of work and repetition and pattern in life? The answer is yes. He took real flesh and lived a real life and grew up. And so we've been to Bethlehem. We've been to Nazareth. And now, if we're to understand who Jesus is, we need to travel to Jerusalem. Well, what happens in Jerusalem? Well, in Jerusalem, we find out what sort of king Jesus will be. You see, there was a temple in Jerusalem where he could have been a priest. There was the head of the Roman occupation of Israel in Jerusalem, and he could have taken over as a king. But the way that Jesus will reign as king is right here. It's on the cross. It's on the cross that Jesus will reign as king. It's on the cross that he'll pay the price for our sin. You know, it says in the Bible, in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18, it says this. In chapter 3 and verse 18, if I can find it here. It says, For Christ also suffered for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit. See, God loved us so much that he didn't leave us in our sin and suffering. His son, who came as a baby, grew to be a man, died on the cross as our saviour, to take our place, to die for the sins that we commit. It was a real death. He lay in a real tomb, and wonderfully, there is real forgiveness One of the joys of Christmas is not only to celebrate the arrival of the baby, but to receive the impact of his life, that we can know peace with God because our consciences are cleansed, our guilt is forgiven, our burdens are laid down before the one who has come to be the Prince of Peace. You see, it's on the cross that Jesus is crowned as King. So we've been to Bethlehem, we've been to Nazareth, we've been to Jerusalem. I want to take you to something that will represent, I think, a little bit today, to a place that's yet to be a place called the New Jerusalem. We have a wonderful picture. Uh, And I don't know, anticipation's a beautiful thing. Is anyone going on holidays after Christmas? Hands up. Literally, the rest of you are doing what? You're working, are you? Is that right? Well, I want you to take a moment then. Let's just have an imaginary holiday together, collectively, all right? Can you imagine a holiday? That's a participation moment. Can you imagine a holiday? Of course you can. And when we think of the holiday, you try and think, you you don't think of um, lost baggage, do you? You don't think of, you don't think of the, the taxi that doesn't come at the right time. You don't think of when you get to the hotel and they haven't got your booking. You don't think of that. You think of the best possible outcome without any of the bad things. It never rains in your imaginary holiday, does it? Probably never rains here at all anyway, so that's not our biggest problem. We want it to rain on our holidays, probably. But here's the thing. I want you to imagine the destination. Where could we go? And, and that's exactly what the Bible does. It takes us to the future. It tells us what the end of this story is, and it's a beautiful picture. 
It's a picture of the end. It's a picture of family. Let me read to you these beautiful words from the book of Revelation. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. The beautiful, beautiful thing is that Jesus came to make real family. He knows what family is, but he came to make us family, real family. A family with a real hope, a hope beyond death for a future that won't be marred by misflights and lost baggage. You see, in heaven, there'll be no more sorrow or sickness or disease or death. The family that we're looking forward to being a part of is filled with hope that cannot be taken away. And so I invite you today to find real life with Jesus. And it's going to be such a beautiful picture. I, I love the, the, uh, the videos we've had because our church is diverse. I don't know if you've seen our tower outside. Has anyone seen our tower? The idea is that all the colours are built around a cross. Uh, you, you probably haven't seen this, but there's actually a cross in our tower. And the diversity of all the colours shows all of the nations coming together around Jesus. What's the family that we want to be part of? One that at the end will come from every nation, tribe, people and language. How will they come together? The only way, guys, is around Jesus. The only way is around Jesus. And so we've been to, where do we start? Bethlehem. We went to where? Nazareth. Then we went to Jerusalem. We just heard about the new Jerusalem. And then I want to take you all the way back to where we are this morning, to Oram Park. Okay, fantastic, right? Because these things, some of them happened in the past, 2,000 years ago. One of them will happen in the future. We're here today. What does it mean if we travel to Oran Park knowing the good news of Christmas? Well, I want to encourage you today to listen like a shepherd. To listen like a shepherd. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Listen to Jesus and hear his offer of salvation. I want you to seek like a wise man or woman or appropriately gendered seeking thing. Where is the one, they said, where is the one who has been born the King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. I want to encourage you today, guys, oh, come let us, oh, come let us adore him. That's what we're here to do. Listen like a shepherd and hear your saviour. Come like a wise man and worship him and let's celebrate like the angels. What does it say? Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. This morning, I want you to know the peace and favour of God. And I'm going to pray that our Christmas might be blessed because we don't just see the manger. We see his work, we see his cross, we see his future, and we see what it means for us here this morning. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, you're a good and gracious God. We thank you for our beautiful Saviour, Jesus. We thank you for the baby because he was really human. We thank you for his work because it means that he gets us. We thank you for the cross which cleanses us. And we thank you for the promise of a beautiful home before us. Lord, help us to worship Jesus today. For we ask it in his name. Amen.